If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Acts chapter 3? However you get your Bible, whether it's electronic or in the book form, go ahead and open to Acts chapter 3. We want you to know if you do not have a Bible and you're a guest with us today, we want you to take one. There should be one in the seat back in front of you. Go ahead and take that one. It's white and blue on the bottom. It says Holy Bible on the front. We want that to be a gift to you. Please feel free to use that. But turn to Acts chapter 3. And we're going to begin right at verse 1. So we're going to look at chapter 3 and read a little there. And then we're going to be in chapter 4 a little bit as well. And so uh, make sure you're looking ahead and we'll we'll see where that goes. All righty. Let's read the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, Hear the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. And James, I'll let you uh, do the scripture and then I'll take it from there. One day... Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as John, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Now, uh, skip over to chapter 4. Chapter 4, and begin at verse 13. Don't worry, I'll fill in the gaps here in just a second. When they saw the courage, this is the Sanhedrin, the ruling council of the Jewish folks of, of this time, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. As further, after further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. 
Let's pray and ask God to bless the teaching of His Word. Lord Jesus, come. Speak to us. Train us. Teach us and help us to know our indisputable story of what You can do in our lives and what You have done in our lives that we might share with those around us. We pray all of this in Your wonderful name. Amen. Well, today is going to be a little bit different type of message. And so all of you should have received a little form. It says A and B and C on there, a couple of columns. Does everybody have those? Anybody not receive one? Uh, if you didn't receive one, raise your hand and uh, an usher is going to come and, and make sure you get one really quick. We want to make sure everyone has it. You're going to need a writing utensil. There's one over here. We're going to need a, a pen or a pencil, something that you can fill that in with. We're going a little old school. My dad used to do stuff. You know, we fill in the blank. There's going to be a little bit of writing for you. And so go ahead, make sure you have one. If you don't have one, they're coming around. Raise your hand. We'll make sure everyone gets one. This is going to be important, okay? I want you to be able to see some things here. All right, while they're doing that, I'm going to kind of, I told you I'm going to fill in the blank. So we have the story we jumped into. We read, read there that Peter heals a lame man. Peter and John heal a lame man. Over 40 years old, he's been brought to this gate every day with the same thing. So he, he can't walk on his own, so he's helped there. He's placed there. And in that day and age, your only source of help was the generosity of others. And so he would ask. And Peter and John see him. We're told in Scripture, they look at him and they said, I don't have the money that you're looking for, but the thing I do have I will give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And the man walks. And it's, it's amazing. The people are amazed. In fact, just a little bit later on, it says they kind of rushed at Peter and John. And Peter has to really quick preach a sermon. And so Peter preaches this sermon really quick. And he, he kind of uh, gets there. And all of a sudden, the temple guards and the Sadducees, they see this great crowd coming around. And, and they, they are hearing this message. And, it, and it's a pretty pretty simple and yet very straightforward message. The message that, uh, that is so strong that it winds up that Peter and James are arrested, but there are more than 2,000 people who believe the message. You know, we, on the second, uh, in the second chapter of Acts last week, we saw 3,000 people were, uh, were believed in Jesus and, and were saved. And then this message, it said it increased to 5,000. So I'm, I'm taking, I'm splitting the difference. 2,000 more people. I don't know. Maybe you want it even more miraculous. Just say 5,000. Now we're 8,000. Okay. It, it's all good. There were a lot of people saved. But Peter and James are arrested. Their message is, is pretty simple, both in the temple uh, area and then later on when they're kind of on trial. Peter preaches again to the Sanhedrin. Here's the message. You killed Jesus. God raised Him up. Pretty simple, right? Now, he fills in a lot of other things. He, he uh, fills in the story. He connects it to the story of the Hebrew people all the way along that this has, has taken place. This was in God's plan. This was something God was moving us towards. Uh, with, the, with the crowd, they soften it a little bit. You killed Jesus, but God raised him up. Now, I know you didn't intend to. You were kind of ignorant to what was going on. In the Sanhedrin, he, he doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> you killed him. God raised him up. 
And in fact, he ends emphatically with saying, there is no other name. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Wow. We see this. This is, this is part of helping people to understand what is happening in, uh, in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, and this is something that I think for us in our day and age feels a little intimidating. Like, I don't, I don't know the story of the Hebrew people well enough. I may not understand my faith well enough. And these are the reasons why your church wants you to be a part of something like Growth Track which is, is something that teaches you about this local church. It teaches you about uh, how to study the Scriptures and to pray. It teaches you what your gifting is, and we encourage you to find a place to serve. It's why, as a part of our 10-4 vision, we want to start some new life groups that will go into what we're calling depth charge. And it will begin to teach you kind of systematically more and more about your faith so you can learn about that. And there is a place for that. It is important to understand those things. But the thing that I wanted to, what what grabbed me out of this passage was in both these instances, the one thing that no one could dispute was that a lame person was now leaping and walking and running around praising God in the temple. And so what I wanted us to do is today, this message, to be a little bit of a training for you. Because the truth of the matter is, if you have said yes to Jesus, and if you have asked His to be filled with His Holy Spirit, there are some things in you that should be like the dramatic places in your life where you were like the lame man. You were broken or you couldn't do these things on your own. And yet now there is something entirely different. And you have a story to tell. You have something to say to those around. You may not know all the theological arguments and the ramifications and all of those kinds of things. But the thing you can know is I was once like this. But Jesus did something and things are changing. Or have changed completely. And so I want us to begin uh, to look at all of these kinds of things. I want us to take just a moment and begin to fill this out. Do you know your own story? What has Jesus done for you? It is your best witnessing tool. It is the best way that you can help us to begin to fulfill that last of our goals, which is most important, that we want to see 180 people come and attend and find their place to know that they belong here at Cross Community Church of the Nazarene. And one of the best things that you can do is to talk about what Jesus has done for you. And so I want us to take just a moment, take out your, your sheet of paper there. This is where it's going to be. Get your writing utensil and get ready. So we have B.C. before, right? Okay, we're going to kind of take the B.C.A.D. thing, right? Before. I'm just saying before because, I don't know, before Christ. Um, John tells us that Christ was with God from the beginning. So was there ever before Christ? I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm nerdy that way. Sorry. Boy, you'll catch that when you go home for lunch, I hope. All right, so before, here we are, before. I want you to look. There should be a letter A there. A, right after A, right attitudes. All right? I want you to look at This is before you knew anything about Jesus. Before you had said yes to Him. 
I want you to take just a moment and under that A, there are a few lines for you to write. I want you to write about your attitudes and what you were like. Take a moment, write some of those down. Um, you know, did you, were there things that were hateful? Were there things that were struggle, you know, struggles for you in your attitudes? Um, you know, just think about some of those things. All right. Maybe some of you haven't said yes to Jesus yet. Okay. Maybe just write some of those down. They don't all have to be negative and bad. Okay. We talked about prevenient grace a few weeks ago. What that means. But I want you to write some of these things down. I, I should be seeing like this. People like this. Go ahead. Take, take a moment. Somebody play the, uh, the Jeopardy theme song. Okay. All right. So yeah, start writing. Just write. It's okay. What were you like? You know, what, what are the attitudes that, that were difficult for you in that moment? Was there despair? Was there, you know, you know, those kinds of things? Were you critical all the time? What are the things that you struggled with there? What are the, what are the attitudes that you have? Just write them down. Go ahead. Take a moment. Do this. This is going to be helpful. All right? All right. Nothing clever for me to say here. Just write. Take some writing time. All right, under B, struggles, right? Struggles after B, okay? What did you struggle with? Or if you haven't said yes to Jesus, what are your current struggles? Do you struggle with being addicted to things? Do you, do you have some behaviors you wish would change? If you're unsure and you're married, ask your spouse. They might tell you. It's a good indicator. What are those things that you just struggle with? Write them down. Take a moment. There are a few lines under there. What are some of the things that you struggled with or right now you're struggling with? Write those down. Write those down now. Okay? What are the hard things in your life? Go ahead. Or what were they? See, we're developing and writing down your story. Alrighty. Good. Take it take it take a minute or so. We're not far from the end already, so don't worry. We've got plenty of time. I wanted to give you time. Write some of those things down. If you're listening online on the podcast, get out a piece of paper and do this, okay? Otherwise it's gonna be a very boring sermon for you to just listen to. Next to the letter C, write worldview. Alright? What did you think of you before Jesus? What did you think of yourself? If you looked in the mirror of yourself, what did you think about before Jesus came into your life? Write that down. Write some of those things down. And what did you think of others? Was it pretty narrow? Was it pretty focused? Was it hard to get past what you thought of you? To where you could even see others? What did you think of people from other cultures? What did you think of, of people uh, in different economic standings? What did you, you feel of, of people from different races? You know, what was your worldview? What did you think of other people? Write some of those things down. What did you think of yourself? How did you view yourself? How do you view others? Go ahead. Take, take a moment. 
Take a moment. I'm trying, I'm trying to give you something that's going to help you, okay? All right, good. I see a lot of writing going on. All right. Good, good, good. All right, once you're kind of done there, or you might have to just write a, a few things down, you can make this longer later when you're at home. This is just a good kind of worksheet to get you moving in the right direction. All righty, let's move into the next column, A.D., after. You see where we're going, all right? So A is just going to be attitudes again, all right? But this time, you're asking, what has changed? When I said yes to Jesus, some things began to change in my attitudes. Even if it's small, even if it's incremental, but something changed. For some of you, it will be drastic. It will be something like I was an angry, mean person. And when Jesus, when I understood the mercy and the love of Christ, and I said yes to it, there was a radical change. And I really understand what Paul was talking about when he said the fruits of the Spirit. And that gentleness began to come out. It just, I, I, I didn't know what happened. I, I just, I said yes to Jesus. Some of you, it will be dramatic, like something like that. For some of you, it will just, I began to, to move in stage, in phase. Things began to, to just kind of shift a little more and a little more. And I, I just believe it was something about Jesus. It was something about learning about Him. It was something about being a part of a faith community that began to slowly, God is using this to, to change my attitude from this to this. Write just a little bit of that. What is that for you? What was the change with Jesus? Do that for your, your attitudes, both the big and the small things. Alrighty. B, again, you're going to write struggles again, alright? Just go ahead and write that. I, I had a dilemma. If I just put it in the second column, you'd, you know, you'd be able to fill in the blank. So, I just keep you guessing all the way through. But it's struggles. But again, asking what has changed? What has God given you help for? Some of you have struggled with, with major addictions. And I, I, we've, we love those testimonies where we hear about how God radically delivered me from substance abuse. And, and you know, I, I knew that something was, was wrong with my life and I asked God to fix it and God did. And those are awesome. If you have one of those, write that down. That's awesome. But for some folks, it was I knew I had a problem and God brought a friend in my life to address that problem. And that friend went with me to a 12-step group and I began to get the help I need. I could give all the glory to my friend, but truly my, God sent that friend to my life. And it has brought this healing with my struggle, whatever that might be. So whatever your struggles are, big or small, the ways that they have changed, what help has God brought to you in these struggles, and what has changed as a result of that? Go ahead and write some of those things down. Okay? Take just, just a minute. We're going to write some of those things down. Now, some of you might be getting worried already, but, but hang on. We're going to have a little bit at the end, Okay? Go ahead and write some of these things down. I want you to have what you need to share. Okay? What has God given? What help has God given? What has changed? And lastly, 
Again, see, you've probably already filled it in. Worldview. What has changed? How do you now view yourself? How do you now view other people? All those categories that we talked about. What has happened? Has your world expanded to where you begin to see that God is maybe calling you out to see and to help those who are broken and lost? You might have something to say now, or you might have compassion for, for someone. You might have a, a love that you couldn't muster on your own, but somehow now it is there. Uh, write those things down. Write how you view yourself. I mean, we love those stories about how we were broken and lost for whatever reason. We just had a terrible view of ourselves. And something about the love of Christ transformed that to where I began to see that I had value. If that's you, write that down. Maybe, again, it is that that small step. Of God led me and helped me come to a counselor that, that helped me develop those skills and those tools to, to love myself, to understand how deeply I am loved. Or I'm on that journey and I believe that God is helping me every step of the way. No big or small thing is too big or too small. Write it down. Give yourself uh, something to, to, to load there. Alright? Just write a little bit of that down. Now, as we close, some of you may be asking, what if there was no change? Some of you it might be, what if I was so awesome before and I'm just even more awesome now? We thank God for that. We thank God that, that God helped. My dad used to love this, to say this sometimes. Some people are better by nature than others are by grace. As Wesleyans... We have a term for that. It's called prevenient grace. If you didn't hear that message, it was two weeks ago. Go online. Listen to it. We'll talk about what that means, how God assists us. But for some of you, you're like, what if I'm still struggling a little bit? Well, are you struggling any less? If so, give glory to God. Am I, am I struggling a little bit less? Have I entered into that time of, uh, you know, I, I struggle with an addiction, so I'm, I'm in a group and we're, we're holding each other accountable and we're doing the things that we should. Praise God. Ask God to, to help in those moments. Or it might be that that is where you begin to start praying. Where you begin to look if there are still struggles in attitude, if there are still struggles in, in, in your daily life and those kinds of things. If your worldview is still narrow and small and you can only love those who look like you and smell like you and believe like you do and do all of those kinds of things. Maybe that's where you begin to start asking God to help you. So I want to say to us two things before we leave in, in prayer. One is, have you received the gift of Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe you're just looking at that before column and you're, you've listed out several things and you said, but I've, I've never really received Jesus. I've, I'm still in the before category. I don't know about the after thing. I, maybe I'm learning a few things, but I had trouble writing there. But I want to say to you today, today you can ask to receive the gift of Jesus. It will be simple. I will lead you through a prayer here in just a moment. And you can say yes to Jesus. You can say, come into my life. I don't want to just live in the before column. I'd like to explore and have you lead me into the after column and see what you can do in my life. 
I want you to be able to do that today. For some of you, you may have said yes to Jesus, but have you ever, have you ever gone that next step to say, God, fill me with your spirit that I might live in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and have self-control. Have you, have you ever done that? And sometimes it's in daily those situations where you're just, you know that person in the cubicle next to you who talks too loud on the phone has already gone on your every last nerve. And you can say, Jesus, help me with my attitude on this thing right now. I need the self-control that your Holy Spirit can bring. Can you give that to me today? This is important stuff, folks, because I believe there are some of us who said yes to Jesus 30 years ago, and we have never asked for that daily help in our everyday struggles and attitudes and worldview. Is today the day we begin? What an incredible, incredible start or incredible next step on the journey. The Sanhedrin... For Peter and John, they could not deny. Oh, they could, they could wash away and throw a push back all the theological arguments, all those things. But the one thing they could not deny was there was a man who they saw every day for 40 years sitting at a gate. And now he was leaping and laughing and praising God in the temple. Don't let your lack of theological arguing stop you from the one thing that no one can dispute. What Jesus has done for you in your life to help you live and love like Jesus. Have you said yes to that? Would you like to move from the before column to the after column? Would you like to see that after column begin to have more to write? Wonderful. We're going to pray in a second. As we move further and further, I know we're just a few weeks into this 10-4 vision thing. But these are the things that I want to challenge you to ask God if there is someone who would benefit from hearing my story, bring them into my, into my path this week. Help me to be able to share about that. What God has done for me. There's nothing they can dispute. You're just sharing story person to person. And I have found in my journey with Jesus that sharing what Jesus has done for me means so much more than being able to line up a systematic theology for someone over coffee. Coffee is not strong enough to keep them awake. But your story will energize them. I hope you'll take that with you. I hope you'll you'll fill it out more and more. But that is what will help you to share what Jesus has done for you. So let's bow our heads. Let's pray. And this morning, if you would say, Pastor, I'm still in the before column. I don't think I've ever moved into that after column. I don't know that I've ever said yes to Jesus. 
Would you be brave enough? People's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you be brave enough to raise your hand to say, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to receive the gift of knowing I'm saved. Would you raise your hand? Yes. Yeah, good. If you'd like to just say yes to Jesus, someone who loved me, raise your hand. Yeah. And pray this with me. You can say it in your heart. Jesus, I'm still living in the before column. I want to say yes to you. Come into my heart. Move me into the after column. Do dramatic things or the little incremental things. I don't care. But I'm saying yes to you. I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting that God raised you from the dead and can bring me to new life. And I ask in your name, if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to tell somebody today. You can come and tell me after the service. That's fine. I want to celebrate with you. the rest of us with your head bowed and your eyes closed pray this Father I'm so grateful for being able to say yes to you now I need your help in my everyday life pour out your spirit upon us upon me help me to see the change that only your spirit can bring and my attitudes and my struggles and my worldview. Help me to see in my life love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control begin to be more and more present. And for all of us here today, Help us to take this equipping tool to know our story, to know what you have done with us, and to begin to be ready to share, to testify of what you have done and give you all the glory. For we ask and pray all of these things In the name of the Father, who is for us. The name of the Son, who is with us. And in the name of the Spirit, who is in us. One God, forever and ever. Amen.